spoke words you were singing over me you've been so so
Proclaim it. It's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. It's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. No shadow, it's no shadow. cry out for your hand of mercy and you heal us. You are so good. You have rivers of life streaming, Lord, with abundance. Um, Every good and perfect thing in this universe was designed and authored solely by you. For you are good to me. Mm -hmm. You are good to each of us. And Father, we just lift our praises and our songs back to you and love to be able to sing and celebrate you. We give this morning and we turn it over to you. Have your way, Holy Spirit. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. You guys can go ahead and grab a seat. Good morning. My name's Eric and I am the lead pastor here. So grateful that you're here. And I just, I was thinking about those words that we were just singing Um, 
the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. And when we, when we use that word reckless, we don't intend to use it recklessly. I know that it could imply that God didn't think about what he was doing. Oh, he thought about it. When we use that word reckless, we're talking about the fact that it was something that was so audacious, so ridiculous, so selfless that he gave him himself. That he did not consider the cost to himself because we mattered that much to him. And, and the reality is there's absolutely, positively no way that we could have earned that. We don't deserve it. And we're not here today, and I don't stand up here today because I've got it all together, and we are not here because we have it all together. We're here because we're the first to say we desperately need a Savior. And we need to be, to be rescued, and he did rescue us. And so that's just, that's the reason that we sing that and these other songs. That's the reason why we worship is because we're grateful for the gift that was so radically selfless that, that we, would, we would call it reckless. Um, we are, we, we have a lot to celebrate. There were some people who recklessly loved yesterday and going down to Tijuana, California to, to partner with Pastor Kuko in loving on his church community and went to not one but two rehabilitation centers as well. Uh, and so for those of you who went, we're grateful you all made it back safely. I heard that you guys passed across the border at about 1130 last night. So the fact that you're here, great job. For those of you who donated um, back to school supplies and, and um, you know, personal hygiene supplies, thank you so much for that. Those were all given away yesterday. Uh, we also have our, our youth that are back from camp. And I have heard, I saw some pictures on Instagram. I saw uh, Timmy putting it down on the belly flop contest. Made a big splash up there. Well done. No pun intended, well, total pun intended, because I am a dad, and so dad jokes are what comes out of my pores. And now, Jimmy, you actually have an excuse, being a father in the making, you have an excuse for those bad jokes that you tend to tell. You're golden, baby. Welcome to the club. That's exciting. Hey, if you are, are new here, we want to know that you're here. And so there's these connection cards in the seat back in front of you. All you need to do is fill this out with your contact info. We would love to follow up with you and let you know how you can get more plugged in here. This is also the way you can let us know if you're interested in, in getting involved in something or if you want information about something. Did you break one of your kids? Awesome. I'm glad you had fun. All right, cool. You know, we bring, we bring most of them back safely. Need to, all right, cool. Um, if you have a prayer request like, God help heal my ankle or something like that, hy hypothetically, you can also fill that out, all right? So with that said, I'm, we, are, we are doing baptisms, hence the, the wonderful baptismal today. And we're going to get to that in just a moment. But before we get there, I'm going to release all of our kids second grade and younger get to head across the street. We're going to keep our third graders through fifth graders today with us because we want you to be able to celebrate in this. Uh, but my second graders and on, you can go ahead and head across to the street. And for everybody else that's here, why don't we just go ahead and stand up and greet one another for a couple minutes. Say hi to somebody you don't know. And so over the last six weeks, we have been examining what we identify as essential for our church. And if you've missed any of those conversations, there are some CDs for those of you who are analog, or you can also listen to them online at, at lighthousecommunity.com. All of those messages and everything else that we've taught on, uh, at least since I've been here eight years ago, those are all up there, and you can listen to any of those things. And last week, 
Jeff talked about the, the two tent poles that have to do with the, the kind of rites within our church. We have baptism and communion. And one of the points that he made as he was speaking last week is that neither baptism nor communion is a salvation issue. We don't get baptized because we think it'll save us. We don't take communion because we believe that somehow we are more saved or God loves us more because we take communion. And yet, we do it as an act of obedience. We do it as an act of worship. When, it comes to, when it's communion, we take communion as a tangible reminder of Jesus' sacrifice for us. And every time we eat of it, we remember that we are family because of his sacrifice. And then baptism is really what we, I want to remind us about what we, we talked about last week because that's what we are going to celebrate today. Baptism does not save you. And yet, Jesus modeled a baptism for us. The, the best analogy, and I love this one that, that um, Jeff gave, baptism is a lot like this wedding ring that I wear. I don't cease to be married if I don't have this ring on my finger. I'm still married, just as married. In the eyes of the law and in the eyes of my God, I am still just as married to Kathy right now as I am now. But the reason that I wear this ring is as a tangible reminder to myself, a tangible reminder to her, and as a public declaration to everybody I meet that I am no longer my own, I belong to someone else. And in the same way, baptism does not make us saved. Baptism is a public declaration of an internal decision that was made before you get baptized. It is simply a way of publicly declaring to your family, to yourself and to your God, I'm in, I choose to follow you. So that's the first thing I want us to recognize is that we're not doing this today because we want people to be saved. We're doing this today because they're doing it as an act of worship and an act of obedience to God. Jesus modeled it for us. If there was ever anybody who didn't need to get baptized to cleanse his sins, it was Jesus. And yet he chose to do it as an act of obedience and, and is kind of setting an example for us to follow. Secondly, that the act of baptism is a rite that we go through that symbolizes our identification with Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. We remember on Easter, we always celebrate on Good Friday, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. That he held, as he hung up there, he was atoning for the, the mistakes, the, the, the rebellious choices that we have all made, and every single one of us has sent anybody who claims that they're without sin, is fooling themselves, but they're not fooling anybody else. And so, in, in some aspect, Jesus dying on the cross was dealing with our sins that separate us from God. And then he was buried. And so when you take somebody and you put them under the water, it is to symbolize our identification with us being buried with Christ and our sin nature dying and burying that. And then when we come back up out of the water, it is to symbolize us raising, being raised to, to, to new life. Just as Jesus rose from the grave after three days, we are also being raised. As Second Corinthians says, the old has gone, the new has come. We are new creations. And so that's what that act of baptism symbolizes. And then the third thing I, I want us to remember as we go into this today is that we are not celebrating our baptism simply because Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection saved us from something, 
but he also saved us to something. What did he save us from? He saved us from the penalty of our sin. You guys all know the penalty of sin is what? Death. We deserve death. And I'm not just talking about physical death, although that's certainly something that happens, but we're talking spiritual death. And that spiritual death happens with Adam and Eve when they ate the fruit. There was a separation that took place between them and God. And that spiritual death happened there, even though it would be many, many decades later that they would shuffle off their mortal coil and ultimately die physically. And in the same way, because we are born into this world kind of tarnished by sin, and because as we go through our life, we all make choices that in many ways are are counter what God would make for us, we are also spiritually separated from him. And so if you don't have Christ, you are already separated from God. And he died to deal with that sin that separates us. And that's why we call him our savior, because he took our sin upon us so that we don't have to remain dead, that we could be alive. But he didn't just die to save us from something, to be our savior. He also died, us, he also died to save us to something, namely that we might be his representatives, we might be his ambassadors, that we might reclaim the very thing that God created us to do in the first place namely to represent him. And a lot of times when we share the good news of, hey, Jesus died for your sins, that's where we stop. We basically emphasize Jesus as Savior. But what Jesus emphasized is himself as Lord. And that's why he never, ever, not once in Scripture said, hey, pray this prayer and I'll save you from your sins, I'll take care of them. His invitation was always, follow me, walk with me, learn from me, begin to model your life after me. That's what it means to be a disciple. And by the way, discipleship is not something that is only for those kind of special Christians who decide to go one step more than simply being saved. Discipleship is something we are all invited into. And the invitation is not pray a prayer, it is follow me. And so, like this coin... I got a big one so you could see it, right? Like this coin, we can focus on one side of it and say, Jesus is my Savior, but remember, there's another side of the coin, and that is Jesus is Lord. (laughs) And he wants to be both Savior and Lord of our lives. And so what I want us to recognize is we have the six individuals who have already said, I want to get baptized today, is they're not just saying, Jesus, I accept your death on the cross to be my Savior. They're also saying, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I, want to, I am choosing to publicly declare to my family, to my friends, and to myself that I will follow you to the best of my ability. And are they going to screw up? You better believe it. Do Jeff and I screw up? You better believe it. Even Darlene screws up every once in a while. <laughs> Caleb, you don't have to help. She knows. Because we follow him doesn't mean that we live perfectly. And thankfully, we have the Holy Spirit helping us in this process of being shaped in his image. And one of my very favorite verses is found in the book of Hebrews, where it says, By one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are in the process of being made holy. We have been, because he died on the cross for us, we 
have had our sins dealt with once and for all. We have been made perfect in God's eyes forever, but we are still in the process of being shaped into God's image, of being set apart for him. And that's what it means to follow him. And so the six individuals who are going to come up on stage this morning and share their testimony, the six individuals who are going to go into the, the lighthouse sauna back there, this is the one day that we wish that the water was a little bit colder, right? Uh, the, the six individuals who are going to go into the baptismal this morning are not simply saying, I, I, I want Jesus because I want him to save, my, save me from my sins. They're saying, I, I, I choose to follow Jesus as my Lord. And they will spend the rest of their lives growing and learning what that means in the same way that I am still 15 years in still learning what it means to be a husband. All right? And so we, Jeff and I are going to tag team this, and we got Jimmy who's going to get in on it as well. I'm going to take three of our guys first. So I'm going to have Mr. Phipps. I'm going to have Jason. I'm going to have Caleb. Why don't you guys come on up here and grab a seat and welcome them up here. Caleb, come over here. Is it, it's kind of a weird chair. Do you want to trade? All right, you're good? All right. So all of them are super excited to be up here and very, very comfortable in front of, of a crowd. So, you know, just stare at them, make them feel welcome. Uh, I, we have just asked each of them to share briefly why it is that they wanted to get baptized, what this means for them. And so, Caleb, the last shall be first. You were born last. You get to go first. Yay for you. Why do you want to get baptized, bud? You can take this. Um, I want to show all of you in the church that I accept God and I would like to wash away my sins mm. and say that He saved me. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think it means to, to call Jesus your Lord? I didn't know there was, is there like a multiple choice in this? So, so, um, when did you make that decision to invite Jesus into your heart and to choose to follow him? Um, I think when I was like five and I accepted him, mm -hmm. but I've always wanted to be baptized, but now was my chance. So I, I was sitting in church and I said, I would like to be baptized. I love it. And I know you got a lot of your family here that are, are here to celebrate with you. There's one over there, too. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited. And you know what's really fun for me is I know that we've got a lot of our kids, my kids who are here that are watching you get baptized today, and, and they have the opportunity to consider when they're ready to do that. And I'm glad you, when you're five years old, it's kind of like, did you really understand what it meant to follow Jesus when you were five? No. Not really, huh? You got it now? You got, you fi got it figured out? Yep. Yeah. Good. And I trust him. Good. Because, like, when, the other day I was at the beach boogie boarding, uh -huh. having fun. But I trusted him. Mm -hmm. Even though I was under the water, mm -hmm. he still saved me. And it. that's why I trust him. I love it. I love it. Isn't that fun? 
It, it's pretty awesome that, that you don't just get to hang with Jesus here when you come to church at, you know, between like 10 and 11.30, that he's actually with you every moment of every day, huh? Yes, sir. Awesome. And you're trusting him right now as you're sitting up in front of everybody and modeling for your, your older brothers here, yes. uh, sharing your testimony. So great job, my friend. Go ahead and pass it over to Jason. Jason, same question. What, uh, when did you know that you wanted to follow Jesus, and, and what does that look like for you? Well, I grew up in a Christian home, mostly, so I remember accepting the Lord when I was about three or four, but like, I didn't really know what it meant either. And then grew up listening to Chuck Smith and mm-hmm. all that stuff, going to Calvary, but tried to do things my way. Didn't really work. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to put that all behind me with getting baptized and accepting the Lord and yeah. living as good as I can from there sure. for with through what Jesus has done. Yeah. When, when did, a lot of times we talk about kind of a, a religion and a relationship. A lot of times we, we kind of accept our parents' religion or we accept a, a, a certain amount of tenets of faith. Jesus did this, I accept that, I, I believe that he did it. But later on it really becomes real for us. That religion transitions into a relationship. Have you experienced that kind of transition for you? Yes, definitely. When, and that's going through that? trials and uh-huh. stuff like that. It's happened a couple times, but really happened more sincerely probably about two years ago. Okay. With just dealing with personal stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, basically putting your hands up and just going, I can't do it anymore. Love it. It's, it's funny how, yeah, you, you can start to clap, but we'll do it again in a second. It's interesting how in our, in our culture... We worship independence, don't we? We worship, I am a self-made man or woman, I've got it. And yet, following Jesus is, is so countercultural because it's a declaration that I don't got it. Yeah. And I can't do it on my own. And I surrender. Yeah. When you go chasing things that you think are going to help, but they never do. Yeah. The way you think. Right. So booze, drugs, sex, whatever it is. Yeah. Awesome. So glad that you're here. Um, what led you to decide that this is your time? I mean, it's been a couple of years since kind of God got a hold of you and, and woke you up again. Why now? Well, I've always wanted to. I just never got around to it. But what's cool is that my grandparents and my mom were both, or all three of them were baptized here yeah. in like the 50s or whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy how it's a full circle. Yeah. comes around. And actually, your, your, um, your mom, got to be, I got to baptize her out in Israel yeah, earlier I saw the pictures year. of that. That was fun. And my niece, Janelle, is here going to get baptized, Janelle's too. getting baptized today, too, which we're very excited about. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jason. All right, youngster. First off, we, let's, let's, just, let's just call out the elephant in the room. That's a really nice shirt you got on. Oh, I forgot my goggles. Uh-oh. That's all right. Go ahead and, go ahead and tell us. Tell, what, what does the shirt represent for you? Well, first I'm going to tell you when I was saved. All right. I went to a little Baptist church that was on the same location as the elementary school that I went to. And I had a chief petty officer who headed our little class. Very small church. He had four little cherubs. And we met in the back of a 19... Uh, I think it was a 39 Plymouth. Back then, the back seats were five miles wide, and so I was sitting on the back seat, and he wanted to know if I wanted to accept Jesus. And I said, well, so I got a Bible, and I accepted the Lord. Now, this is a Baptist church, right? But I never got baptized there. So 
This morning, knowing that I was going to be baptized, my daughter, who made it to the parking lot with the baby, and she's not been real well, she didn't make it in. So mm-hmm. I wore this shirt because when she was little, she made this shirt for Daddy. If you can't read it, why? And so she said to me, if you're going to be baptized, Daddy, I'll come up and climb in there and hold your hand if you want to. Now, she's 25, and we have a 9-year-old baby, I was with her till 12.30 last night, so Grandpa was just a little bit wore out today. But anyway, she couldn't be here, but I already had planned on wearing the shirt so she could see it from sitting in the audience. But somebody will get a picture, and we can show her. So that's why I'm wearing the shirt to honor my little girl. Now, she's got baptized, I think, twice that I can think of. Uh, you know, I made some notes because I would be here till y'all wanted to go home. Well, yeah. Let me ask you a question. I know that you, you accepted Christ. How old were you? When you accepted nine Christ? years old. So you accepted Christ when you were nine. You're 80 today. Uh, Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. And, and, and not only that, I know that you have actually helped to baptize a number of people with Chuck Smith over at Calvary Chapel. Yeah. I know that you have, been an el- you have been an elder and continue to be very uh, spiritually influential in our, in our church. And I know that in some ways it might be surprising to a lot of people to see you up here. Why are you wanting to get baptized? Well, uh, when I was a young man, I had some young friends of mine that kind of put a wrap on top of a raft on top of me down at the beach because I told them I don't swim. They thought, that guy can swim. When I finally got up coughing water out of the beach, I said, I ain't never going back in that water, and I ain't never putting my head under the water, period. And I've managed to fake it through three or four churches, got on the board of elders, they accepted me here. Nobody has ever asked me if I've been baptized. But then I'm a car salesman, so you can convince somebody of anything. <laughs> I sell limousines and hearses. I get you coming and going, okay? So, you know, I've, I've never been asked. But God bless him, Jeff gets up here last week and explains that his wife, Jen, got baptized as a little older age, not this old, but when her children did. And I thought, well, she can get her face in the water and doesn't like it. So I marched back here with them last week with my, not knees shaking, but thinking, do I really want to do this? And I would figure out a way to how to get out of here this morning, but Steve, who's here, needed a ride to church. So there you have it, right? But many times in my life, God has touched me. One of the times was at Calvary in the mountains. We had a beautiful conference center and and I said, Lord, I, I, what am I, I, Chuck asked if I would run that place. And I told him, I said, well, use the jackass to talk to a guy, so what do you want me to do, you know? So I remember very clearly at that point, God said, you're not going to run anything, pal. You just show up down there tomorrow morning and I'll tell you what to do. So that was in a, a time when I really knew that God was on my life. My little girl up in the mountains wanted to be baptized. She was about 10 then. By the way, we took on a granddaughter and raised her as our daughter, and she is our daughter. And she's now 25 and has a little baby that I was up with till 12 o'clock last night. She wanted to be here today. She has some physical reasons. She got to the parking lot and couldn't come in, so pray for her. She goes in for an operation on Thursday. Her name is Amanda. So we had her, and that was a blessing. I mean, we were, I was 
55 years old when Cherry was a little younger. And we took that baby on and raised her. Well, that was something we had to depend on the Lord. I had the conference center, and I had to depend on Jesus. It's not like I haven't depended on the Lord. The little girl wanted to be baptized, and she ran down out of the car and jumped in the water. They baptized her. Again, nobody asked me if I'd been baptized, and I didn't bother, you know. So I just didn't do that. But I'm going to tell you, if there's anybody here today, and you haven't been baptized, but you've given your life to the Lord, or if you haven't, take that step. Give your life to Jesus Christ. It makes such a difference. It'll even give you the um, strength at 80 years old to step up and get baptized. Is it a little embarrassing? Yeah, kind of, you know. But a good friend of mine, Bob Graybar, who actually was a part of you guys' wedding, if I remember right, is here today. He's a really good friend, and he came to encourage me. So I knew I couldn't chicken out because Bob's going to be here, you know. So it's, it's amazing how God uses you and allows you in the back of your mind to hold something that you want to do but think you just can't. And finally, last, last Sunday, he said, okay, pal, now's the time. And I'm going, uh. But I'm going to, and he, of course, this guy tells me, I'm a lifeguard. I can handle you. That's, that's, that, that, that did it right there, right? <clears throat> One of the things that I like to do and have loved to do here, I did get on the board of elders, and I asked them, are you sure you want me to come on? Because I was old then. But they never asked me if I'd been baptized or if I'd have made a confession you of faith. You mentioned that several times. Our vetting process is broken, obviously. Lithered right in. <laughs> One of the things he's allowed me to do is work with the men in the church. To, We have a men's breakfast about every other month, I guess it is. And if you, some of you men haven't come, please do. It's where men get together and get to share who they're all about and what's really going on in their life. Mm-hmm. The other is every Wednesday morning, I get to meet with Eric and some of the other guys upstairs and pray for the things that you all bring before us every week. There again, nobody ever asked me if I was a committed, you know. <laughs> I just showed up. And, and it's a very meaningful time for us to get to pray for all of you and your needs. So if you can ever want to be a part of that, we're glad to have you do that. But one of the things I do is I like to sing. And he doesn't know this is going to happen. But there's some songs that they ask me to do every week. And so if there's anybody out here that's a good singer, show up because they're tired of listening to this old man. But you're going to listen to him this morning. Okay? I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice. To worship you, O my soul, rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you hear, make me a sweet, sweet sound, make me a sweet, sweet sound. Make me a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. Jesus, Jesus, 
Jesus. There's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus. Like the fragrance after a rain. Well, Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms shall all pass away, but there's something about that name. I got one more. If you all don't know this, you're going to learn it. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves you and me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. So, Tommy, you have always been one who has worshipped God with your voice and worshipped God with your life. And today, your act of obedience in going into that baptismal and getting baptized is an act of worship, just as much as any of those songs you just sang. And there are some of you in here today that feel perhaps like you should have been baptized decades ago or have been putting it off because you just don't feel ready or you don't feel worthy. Take a look up here because none of us are worthy. There's not a single person in here who is worthy of Jesus' sacrifice and his love, and yet he gave it anyway. And that you may feel compelled today saying, you know what, I want to get baptized. Maybe you got baptized. I, I know for myself I got baptized when I was about 10 years old at a church when I was just a kid. And quite honestly, I didn't even really understand what that meant. And my relationship with God has changed so much over the ensuing three decades that I have felt over the last 20 years or so that I should get rebaptized. And I never did because I was embarrassed. Like, hey, I'm the pastor. Can you baptize me kind of thing? So when I was in Israel this last year, I actually asked a couple of people that I had the the honor of getting to baptize here to baptize me there as a rededication of my life. And there may be some of you in here who are saying, you know what, I got baptized when I was Caleb's age, but now that I'm getting to be more like Jason's or, or Tommy's age, I understand more of what it is I'm saying yes to, and I just want to publicly declare that again. That can happen today. And Jeff, Jeff, I'm going to ask you to come and sit up here. If If that's... Uh, you know, I tell you what, Jeff, go ahead and sit back there. If that's you, if that's you, you can go and let Jeff know because we want to give you that opportunity today. Or perhaps you say, you know what, that's, that may be me, but I'm not ready today. I want to invite some family and friends. Then go ahead and hold off and, and we will make sure that we have another one coming up here. But I'm going to invite the worship team. We're going to go get ready and then we're going to be celebrating through baptism. We're going to be worshiping God. So let's go.
Sometimes we're lucky enough to harvest, right? And today is like one of those days where all of us just get to reap the blessing of someone's harvest. Now, today is a representation of a multitude of people that have poured in. And if you're sitting out there today and you're like, you know what, Pastor Jeff, Pastor Eric, are you serious? Get baptized today. 
Yes, I have baptized people fully clothed, everything they have on, as is when the Lord calls. So I have three more that I'm going to conduct an interview with. Daniel's going to help with the last one. But if for some reason you feel a stirring and we're done with our interview and we're heading back there and you're like, I, today is my day. Hey, you know what? Today is the day. Acts 16, 8, why tarriest thou arise and be baptized? With that, with the three ladies that are going to join us today in baptism, coming up, Coral, Janelle, and Ashley. We lost the mic. All right. Let's find a mic for you guys because this will be really easy. Okay, that's yellow. Is it going to be green when it's ready, Sam? Or what did I do? Yellow light off. All right, try that, Ash. Does that work? Okay, spectacular. <laughs> We're already way ahead. I like how you guys organized yourself in whatever order you wanted. Jim and you guys, <laughs> we'll work it all out. Um, the best thing about this church really is that we have people waving. You guys got all kinds of people. <laughs> the best thing about this church is the diversity of age. I mean, it really is a beautiful community church. It has kind of this flavor of kind of something that God has blessed. And I hope you see by the diversity of ages from what, eight, nine to eight years old, it really is a great representation of who God is and what he's been doing. And so I get the young ladies today. I got one high school and two young adults. And so I'm really blessed to be with you. Um, if you guys have not met Ashley, I'm sure you have. Ashley's out there every Sunday morning with Michelle. Uh, we like to call her mini Michelle. And so all the amazing things that Michelle does, says, and, and has learned, she is now bequeathing on the next generation of uh, student ministry. So we're so blessed. Ashley's grown up here in the area. She has her mom and dad with her here today. But Ashley had not been baptized. And so we're really excited for her to be uh, taking the leap today with us. And so Ashley has been kind of the question with everyone today. I mean, why don't you just share with us this moment, like, what is it about baptism, the opportunity today that God really spoke to you about? Um, so I've actually been wanting to be baptized for the last three years, but I really wanted it to be at my home church, and I didn't know where that was. So every time I went to a church, I'd pray, and God was like, no, not this one. And so finally, I was praying about it, actually, maybe the day before you guys brought it up, and I really felt God being like, okay, now. So I'm just so excited to... Um, get to do this in front of my church family and my, my real family. So Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're excited for you, too. You know, just for, so you have the opportunity to kind of publicly declare. You know, can you tell us about the day? What happened? What, where were you at? What, what happened the day you kind of made a decision for faith? Um, oh, gosh. I have, I grew up in the church, and I've always loved God. Um, but I think that the time that I really understood what it was was when I was in high school. I think I was a freshman or sophomore, and I was at church, and I just really understood who God is and how much he loves me and that loving God, God doesn't love us based off what we do. Like, I just, I felt like if I just served enough or if I just prayed enough that then I would, he would love me, mm -hmm. but it really sunk in that he loves me just as I am. Amen. Amen. And so with your family and with everyone here today, I mean, is there anything that's even, you know, you've been waiting three years. Is there something that you just want to say to the people that have poured into you and just, you know, a public declaration of kind of just thank you to everyone that's been involved. Any final kind of thoughts that you want to share with all the people that are here today? Yes, I am so thankful for each of you guys. You guys have played such an important role in my life, my family, and my grandmother's here too. Um, and Heather and Jimmy, just getting to do ministry with you guys is amazing. And Pastor Jeff, I mean, the young adults is just kind of where my where everything started. So I'm thankful that you and Jen answered that call because I would not be here if it weren't for that. Amen. Well, we're very glad that you are here. Yeah, give it up for her. 
You know, we're going to go to Coral because Jimmy's going to come up. Yeah, Coral. Sorry. You thought you could escape Coral. Yeah. <laughs> Janelle's like, what? My position. Um, Coral is not. You're not shaking. You're natural at this. Coral's, yeah. our, Coral's our little soft-spoken warrior. Um, she, she, she speaks quietly, but she prays mightily. She is a prayer warrior. Um, Coral, why don't you kind of share with us kind of your trip to baptism getting here today. What, what has God done kind of in your life that today you wanted to make a public a declaration of your faith? How much time do we have to answer? Uh, right now, it's only 11.08, so we go okay. to like 12.30, like an hour. Okay. An hour okay. and 10, hour and 15. Well, um, God's just been present with me like throughout my whole life. And um, we, I, we, me and my grandparents, we like since the beginning, God has always been there and always been present. And um, from like from a very young age, I'd gone to this church since I was eight and I come up here on the weekends and um I found I feel like I found God's like true strong love at this church and um and growing up here I've like my I have like such great family um I I don't consider my family just to be like um like my like blood relation relatives but like like all the people he's blessed in my life, like my friends and and mentors and so many different people he's blessed me with. And Amen. So tell me about that day when you made a profession of faith to like receive Jesus as your Lord and say, what was going on in your life? How old or what was going on? Oh my goodness. I remember it vividly. It, it's crazy. I was eight years old. I was um, at my grandparents' house here on the weekend and... Um, my my mom, she she asked me, "Have you accepted Jesus in your life yet?" And I'm like, "I don't think so," Be, because even though I was going to a Catholic school, and, and um, I knew who Jesus was, I knew who God was, I hadn't accepted Christ yet. So um, she she pulled me down at the dining room table, and she got out her a great big book of love, she, and and she she brought out the prayer to say to accept Jesus in your heart. And um, she spoke it, and I said it after her. And oh my gosh! Okay, so right after I said that prayer, I literally felt something, or like not something of this world, enter my heart. I will never forget that feeling. It it wasn't it wasn't like it was it was kind of like joy, but it, I can't describe it. It was like something physical happened. Something literally came into my heart and literally like, changed me. And right after that, I went outside in the backyard and I praised Jesus by swinging on the, the rope swing that we have. And like, <laughs> Nothing says yeah. salvation like a rope swing, really. I mean, <laughs> if there's joy, that would have been a perfect Wayman salvation story. Well, look, there's a lot of people that love you. And there's, there's people on the left side, right side. And something you want to just quickly say to the people that have supported you, poured into you, prayed for you this morning. Just um, Words can't describe how much I love you all. You have been such a blessing to me. And, like, thank you doesn't seem like enough. You guys are all my family. And thank you so much for your support, for your prayers, for your kindness. I know you've been praying for um, our family and for Papa that he's been getting better and, and, and stronger and you've always been there since I was little and 
God has truly, truly blessed me with all of you. You're my sisters, you're my brothers, you're my aunts, you're my uncles, you're my... Just thank you so much for loving me. Amen. I was, thinking about, I was thinking about having Jimmy come up here, but Jimmy's definitely going to come up and, and do the baptism, but I think I can run through the questioning with Janelle. Um, Janelle, everyone, Janelle, Team Hassan, the right-hand side of the second, third row, if you guys haven't met them all yet, uh, mom and dad are here somewhere. I don't know where they are, running around Lauren and D. Yes, all good, yes. Um, you know, you're, I remember six, eight months ago, the first time I saw you guys come to the church and how excited I was for you, and just something happened this week in the camp or whatever. You want to share with everybody what happened at camp this week? Um, so at camp, we... Um had a pastor, his name is Pastor Mike, and um, he, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> it's okay, it's totally fine. He gave us the decision to um, be a first comer to Christ, or come back to Christ, and um, I grew up in a broken home, and it's just been, you know, crazy, um, but I made the decision to come back to Christ because these past few months have been rough. I've made decisions that I certainly regret. Um, and I learned that um, I'm worthy of being called uh, his daughter and I'm worthy of um, being in a non-broken family. Like, you know, just... Amen. Amen. I know you guys were at Thousand Pines, and I'm so excited for you guys. And, um, you know, one of the things about making a public profession of faith for everyone is that there's a lot of people that maybe don't know your, that, you know, know your story or anything. Is there anything that you want to share with them this morning about how they can pray or just how God has met you up the mountain? Um, something just that you want to share with them this morning. Um, just that um, everyone in this room is certainly worthy of being called his children, and um, we're all just fearfully and wonderfully made that's that's a bible verse that we learned this past week and um just know that anything you do will not define you um in god's eyes and you're just just fearfully and wonderfully made with him amen yeah that's good enough for me well, as I get ready to take as I get ready to take them back, we'll have the worship team come back up and uh, and get ready to play for you guys. You guys can be praying for us because we're going to be up there in one second. And if you've been thinking about getting baptized, now is your opportunity.
Thank you. 
Thank you.